This is a Podcast 225 production. The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingleton. Taylor Moore. Jay Darden. Congressman Garrett Gray. Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark. Sharon Weston Broom. The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is The Clay Young Show. Man, it's good to be back. How are you? Welcome back to The Clay Young Show here on Podcast 225.com, also available for you on iTunes. Hopefully getting into March here as we're halfway through it. It's been pretty good for you. Been having some fun. If you're in Louisiana, the weather has been up and down. I know it's hard to keep up, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're here for episode 195 of this show. Well, I didn't think I would be talking with the folks from St. George again this soon, but Since last we spoke with Drew Merle, and that's something that'll come up in the conversation he and I I are about to have, that being the pronunciation of his name, but since last Drew was here, there has been some news. That news being that the governor is likely going to put on the ballot in October the opportunity for people within the designated district that would be known as the city of St. George, the opportunity for them to vote. And between now and then, there will be drama. So we'll get Drew into the studio to talk with us about that in just a moment. Speaking of the studio, one of the reasons that will really the main reason that we have been on break for the last couple of weeks is because My office relocated, which means the studio relocated and everything that goes along with getting that set up again. Pretty happy with uh, the space. I was happy with the space before. It was just time to to move on. And uh, and where we are, it's it's I'm happy with it. And we've already started a new door. (laughs) So in pictures that are going to be posted in the coming future, you will see that. The, but by the way, the other studio where the door was that people came in to sign it, that door is with me. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. Filled with signatures from the top almost completely to the bottom. I think the last person to sign that door was Kieran Chala. Does that mean the door is cursed? I don't know. We'll see. But the new door has already been signed, as I said, by some people. And we'll fill that up in pretty short order as well. Uh, also, in this show today, I'm going to talk with you about the sixth annual Smoke 'em If You Got 'em fundraiser. We'll do that in the closing segment, go over the date again. And I'm going to tell you about who we're benefiting this year again. Some information on the title sponsor, as we are roughly about two months away from our annual summer kickoff party. And it's a great time for people. Some changes at Ben 77 are going to make it even more amazing. And I'm going to talk with you about all of that in the closing segment. If you want to support military veterans, first responders, and their families, this is really a good way to do it. And we have a heck of a time doing it, hell of a time doing it every year. And I think you will enjoy it. If you hadn't been there, like Tim Mockler and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago, it's like if it's something you hadn't been to it's kind of hard to explain to someone. So I, I can't wait to tell you some of the details and, and 
where the money is going to go this year. Don't forget, you can follow me on social media for those of you who are so inclined at Facebook, on Twitter, at Clay Young BR, on the gram, Instagram, Clay, unders- uh, Clay Young underscore BR uh, on Instagram. What was interesting is a couple of days ago, I posted a question on Facebook about optimism in Louisiana. I didn't get one taker. Not one. I mean, there were other, and I and I'm very. I'm not a volume poster on social media. That just I unless I have something to say, I don't say anything. But I wanted to see what people thought about Louisiana asking a question about optimism, and I didn't get one taker. And obviously, you know, it's it's just wow. But in response on other things, but it was just interesting to me that no one wanted to comment on on that. I'm still trying to determine what that means. Maybe it just means no one wants, wanted to answer my question. You know. All right, Drew Merle is our guest in studio. He'll be here next. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com iTunes and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Clay Young here with Charles Harvey with the Metropolitan Health Group. If someone has been in an accident or has suffered an injury and they need experienced medical treatment, they can come to Metro. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. We've been in business for over 30 years in Baton Rouge and Lafayette. We have licensed physicians Mm -hmm. who've been practicing medicine for several years. They're here to get these people back on their road to recovery. If you've been in an accident, you can go today. You don't have to set an appointment. You can walk in and be seen. Absolutely. Call, have your attorney call us, get you in to see the doctor, same day appointments. Um, We cater to you. So if you've been in an accident or suffered an injury and you needed to see a doctor immediately, you can call Metro and you can make that happen. Absolutely. So there you go. If you need a physician for physical therapy or some other medical issue, contact the folks at Metropolitan Health Group in Baton Rouge at 225-926-3343. That's 926-3343. Back with Drew Merle which is where we're going to begin this morning uh, because (laughs) Drew and I have known each other for a very long time, been friends, and normally we, I I don't really ever refer to him by his last name. It's just, hey, Drew, what's going on when when we would see each other at iHeart together? And then I was listening to you do an interview uh, here locally with Gallagher and and Profita, and they dealt with that. You said it's Merle. It depends on where you found me. And and so... I got a lot of names, yeah. Uh, some which we can talk about, some we can't. Um, so growing up, I was Andy Merle. That was ah, my name. Okay. And that's what everybody called me. So yeah. I, I get a little older. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be Andy anymore. No, no. Uh, and then people couldn't understand when I'd say Merle. They couldn't understand or visualize how to say it yeah. or what it was spelled like. So they'd always mess it up. So I started saying Morel. They could kind of get an idea of, okay, I, I see how that should go. Yeah. And so I did that for a long time. And now I'm just like, you know what? I'm going back to the way I used to be. I won't be Andy anymore. But, uh, <laughs> no, you don't want to be a 40-something year old. You know? I mean, I, n- not that anything's wrong with anybody who goes by the name Andy out there. But <laughs> I'm thinking if you're looking for people to call you to represent them in court, you, you kind of, you know, 
Drew works better. I'll take what I can get. As long yeah. as they're calling me to represent them in court, they can call me anything they want. And the checks don't bounce. Exactly right. So I didn't know that we were going to talk again so so soon, but we spoke really, I guess, about a week and a half before this thing with St. George <clears throat> started to ramp up. Since we've spoken, the governor has called for uh, the possibility of this being on the October ballot. Yes, a committal, non-committal. A committal, and that's exactly right. It's, it's, it's. I said the the possibility because it's not nailed down. When you were when you were on the show before, you talked about hey being hopeful for May, but being okay with the fall because of everything that has to be done between now and then. So let's kind of go back to that for people who didn't hear it. While you were optimistic about May, you would have been okay with October. Our goal was just to get on the ballot. I mean, this is a process that's been, you know, not necessarily my contribution, but for the past seven years, this Mm -hmm. has been an incorporation effort. So the idea that we got the required signatures, we're approved and we're moving forward. That was the exciting part for us. The ballot for us, we just want to be on the soonest ballot possible. Right. We have excitement. Our our supporters are enthusiastic. They want to move forward. And and so for us, May would have been ideal. We knew March 11th was a deadline. And initially, we never thought we'd get the signatures validated in Mm -hmm. time for that. And then when it happened and became a possibility, we got excited about it. Right. But October's fine by us. Any elections, tomorrow's fine for us. So the the city has talked about and there have been members of the Metro Council the mayor's office have have talked about how this may run afoul of a statute in the plan of government that eliminates the possibility of another area being able to incorporate and I've got a few of those I want to talk about with you but what about that one first Uh, that's silly uh, number one, it's silly that's in the plan of government. Uh, it's part of, I'll say, an argument in support of St. George is if the lawmakers for EBR Parish mm-hmm. think that that is a good law and not unconstitutional, then maybe they're part of the problem, not the solution. Uh, the idea that you're going to tell a, a group of citizens mm-hmm. they cannot vote and they cannot establish a city in an unincorporated area. Right. That's the the. the, the it's not about a breakaway. So we hear well, that. Technically, it isn't even. It's not a no, breakaway. You can't break away. Yeah. We're staying in the parish right. and we've never been a city. Right. Um, this came up with Central as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why Central's name got added. The, the law used to be the same thing minus the word Central. Right. And they changed it because they were going to lose. Right. If they were so confident in that argument, they would have brought it last time. Okay. But they didn't. Right. And so now they're trying to. They're, they're, they're using spaghetti defense. They're throwing everything against the wall and praying that something sticks to where either they defeat us or delay us to such a point they get mm-hmm. to keep those tax dollars in the interim. Well, the mayor uh, the mayor has talked about this. Uh, she she wanted it back there on an election where uh, the most people get the possibility to vote on that day. But we've heard people saying, hey, look, why don't we change it so that the parish as a whole can vote on this? Now, obviously, that isn't the way this thing is, well, is, is wired, but what about that? Clay, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And in fact, we're going to allow the unincorporated area to vote in Baton Rouge elections. So in the future, I can vote for the constable's office. I can vote for city court judges. I can vote for that cat's tax and all mm. those other Baton Rouge only centric taxes and measures that come up there. Why don't you allow the entire parish to vote in those? Ah. It's only... A lot of what we get from the EBR parish is a lot of what's good for the goose should be good for the gander. Yeah. Mayor Broom says we want you to be on an election, a major election, so everyone can turn out and do it. Yet she hides taxes on off elections like Move BR was in December. She says a lot of things, but she does the opposite. When you look at 
what's going to happen. This vote happening within the boundary of the un- unincorporated area. 65, 35, 70, 30, I think the ratio probably will be in favor of this happening just because of the percentage of people in the unincorporated area that are in favor of it. Do you disagree with, with that? No, I'm not a pollster. I'm not a pollster, so I don't have any official yeah. poll numbers or access to that kind of thing. But that sounds about right. We've we've had v- virtually no opposition from residents inside of St. George. Very, mm-hmm. very little. Um, whereas we, overwhelming support. I mean, you can see it. I, I don't want to use social media as the barometer, but if you just look at, at the supporters and and the the wave of, of social media postings. Mm-hmm you don't see a lot of opposition from people inside the boundary of St. George. What's different this time? What was different in this effort to get signatures that you didn't have before? I think last time, uh, well, I think one, we learned a lot about the signature process. Okay. It was a different process back then. It did not have a defined window as far as how long it, we had to get signatures. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a defined window for how long they could withdraw signatures, okay. uh, which allowed them to go on a smear campaign last time. Kind of like uh, they did recently where they were publishing, uh, they published Jill Dyson's name as person that signed the yeah. petition. Why would you do that? Yeah. Oh, you're trying to shame her out of her, out of her choice and proud of her for standing her ground and saying, no, it's about getting to a vote. And sure. that's why I signed it. So they had the ability to do that last time. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to argue that, why don't we work together? And in the th- two to three years since that time, they've seen we can't work together. They don't want to work with us. They've made no effort to work with us. We've made suggestions. We've given them ideas, and they've chosen to continue down the same path. Yeah. Let's talk about the money. This, is, this has always been a bone of contention for people who have been against this. Largely people in, in, within the city limits of Baton Rouge, but there have been some, some skepticism from people who live in the unincorporated area as to the validity of the projections given about what the city's you know, money situation will look like. Talk us through that again, because there have been conversations that says there's going to be a surplus, even, you know, all the way to that. We're going to be just okay in that unincorporated area. Talk through that for me. Yeah. Depending on the shifting winds, the opposition, which is the city of Baton Rouge has Mm -hmm. has gone one of two directions. One, St. George is not going to have enough money to run their government. They're going to have to raise taxes. Well, a couple of things to that. If that were true, then why is Baton Rouge fighting so hard to keep us unincorporated? If we're not going to have enough money, that means we're running at a deficit and Baton Rouge is having to supplement us or subsidize us. If that's the case, they should be thrilled we're going to form a city because we're taking that burden away from them. Okay. Uh, their own project, their projections indicate we're going to have $45 million annually in revenue, and that's with some depreciation that, that we don't think should be applied at all. Right. Uh, and that doesn't count into the fact that we may get additional revenue as businesses and people come back to St. George. Mm-hmm. $45 million is their baseline argument for our revenue. That's great. We, we'll take that number all day long because our projected expenses are $33 million. So you don't pl- is there a plan to privatize services like public works? Yes. So it, by doing that, you don't take on the debt of retirement and pensions and all of those it, things that have actually been an albatross to, to governments across the state. That's correct. In fact, that's a government albatross yeah. that, that governments across the country have, have taken on sure. and, and refused to change the business model. For us, it's a public-private partnership. Mm-hmm. And what that means is we're gonna it's going to be public where it makes sense for the taxpayer. Right. But if it doesn't make sense for the taxpayer, and there's not many times where it does, We're going to privatize that. What Sandy Springs, Georgia taught us over a decade, if they've done the same thing we did, 
what they taught us in that decade was when you privatize functions like public works, mm-hmm. uh, all these maintenance services, what you wind up having is a bunch of private companies bidding for that service. And what that does is drive down the price. It's it's just simple capitalism. Sure, sure. It drives down the price. You wind up getting more services for less dollars. Right. Importantly, like you pointed out, you we don't incur that pension liability. We're paying for that service for that time frame. Mm-hmm. We're not saddled with the debt of that service yeah. for 30 years. Well, and, and you know, in the legislature now, people are dealing with it specifically in school systems yep. where they're trying to get teachers pay raises and they wonder, you, you know, like EBR has a nearly half a billion dollar a year operating budget. Add in the federal dollars, it's upwards of seven hundred million. But so much of that is going into retirement and pensions and all of that that you can't really get into. So St. George, starting without that, that's actually to the positive for them. You said to me the last time we were on that there is, a, a, for the lack of a better description, going to be an MOU with the sheriff's office so that there will be a police department, but it'll just have a police chief and not a full staff, correct? Yeah, yeah one of the things, we're constitutionally required to have a chief of police. We can't avoid it. But right. That chief is going to be a liaison between St. George and the sheriff's department. Yeah. We looked at it, and if you think about it, we could have two to three policing agencies in St. George, yeah. or you could you could pool your resources into the sheriff's office. That's what that's what Central did. Yeah, they're doing yeah. a great. The sheriff's office does a great job. Yeah, it's uh, the sheriff is an elected official. There's mm-hmm. accountability from the population, right. and we'd be better served giving him additional funds. We earmarked an additional four million of our budget mm-hmm. for the sheriff's office to say, "Hey, Sheriff Gotro, where do you think would be the best bang for our buck? Is it right. a substation? Is a deputy solely dedicated to St. George?" Let's sit down with the sheriff and figure out the best way to allocate those resources so we can reduce crime. Right. So let's take two different sides of this equation. The incorporation happens. The vote goes forward. We get through all of the minutiae of that. There is a seated city government after elections. And then within 10 years, the population swells by. It's early in the morning as we record this. Swells by over 100,000 in population. That, of course, obviously will put a little bit more stress on the ability to maintain infrastructure and all of that. Have you prepared for that scenario? So one of the things we're doing with St. George is, is again, it's a public-private partnership. One of the things we want to do is have a third-party administrator as part of that process, which is very similar to what Central did. Because it, it, it gives you consistency from regime to regime. Yeah. So instead of having an election where, for Central is a great example for this, they overturned their entire city government last year or this year. And so what that did was you could have had a continuity issue where all of a sudden this different regime comes in and everything goes to do a handbasket. Just because I'm elected as mayor of something doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I know how to be a mayor. Right. Uh, What the administration does is allow some consistency in zoning and planning and day-to-day administration. So what happens during that course of a decade when your population will assume St. George is going to be successful, wouldn't be doing it otherwise. We're going to grow in population. There's going to be measures put in place to help address that growth. Uh, one of the examples will be school systems. We're going to be building schools. I'm assuming the school uh, school system will be building schools during that decade mm-hmm. to address the population increase. And you've got to have a city plan of government, and you've got to stick to that plan of government and not deviate. One of the things we've had a problem with in EBR Parish is there's a plan out there, and no one follows it. Yeah. They continuously deviate from it. They continuously make excuses for it. If you're going to be successful, you've got to have a plan, stick to it, and then make small adjustments as needed. I mean, we've got yeah. flood issues in St. George. Sure. That's, that's going to be part of our population right. growth problem. We need to address that in planning and zoning. Yeah, because there are parts of Baton Rouge that haven't really recovered after 
the floods of, of 2016 because nobody knew that was going to happen and everybody's wondering, hey, could it happen again? Do I want to be caught with this again? I was over on Behringer Foreman a couple days ago and saw that somebody rebuilt the house and that joker's 12 feet off the ground. They're, they're, they're planning for the thousand year storm. <laughs> so they're thinking it's going to happen again tomorrow. So what on the other side of the equation, if people start to move out, people who say, I want to, I've moved to East Baton Rouge Parish to live in the city of Baton Rouge. I'm going to move into, move into Baton Rouge. What about that? Do you think that's really a possibility? And no, if so, <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, I was laughing while you were asking it. Number one, people are allowed to move wherever yeah. they want. Yeah. I don't care where you live. Right. I don't. But if you live in St. George, you're going to get a wonderful public education. You're going to have access to wonderful private schools and wonderful charter schools. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to enjoy the benefit of lower taxes, not higher taxes. How can you guarantee that? Or not a guarantee. How can you assume that that will be what the I look reality? Because what I'm looking at is Sandy Springs. Over okay. the course of that decade, they did a couple of things. One, their budget was static for a decade. Okay. Can you imagine a municipality not raising its budget every year? That'd be great. They did it for a decade, which means, in essence, their budget went down when you look at inflation. Okay. Uh, They didn't raise taxes during that period of time either. Why? Because the public bidding made the service, the private bidding made the services so competitive. They got them at cheap discount prices. Mm -hmm. They got quality services, and they didn't have that retirement debt. So after a decade, they weren't going, oh, man, part of my $100 million budget is now $10 million in pension. Half of my... Part of my $927 million budget annually is over $125 million in pension liability. Yeah. That's EBR Parish and what they're existing with right now. Right. Wouldn't you like to have that $125 million for roads? Okay. You brought up schools. Mm-hmm. After this happens, if it happens, the next move is going to be Establish establishing a St. George school system. Absolutely. Okay. How do you say you're going to do that without raising taxes or going and getting more money from the people? Oh, I'm glad you asked. The revenue, and you can... You can check my sources. This is part of the EBR Parish School Board study, the services yeah. they did, uh, surveys they did. That The revenue we project to have annually yeah. for the EBR Parish School System is $100 million. That's for 2,400 projected students. That averages about 19000 per student when you mm-hmm. add in MFP and all yeah. that other fun stuff. Yeah. 19000 per student would be the highest allocation per student in the state. No doubt about it. Uh, By so dollars. Baton Rouge is spending a little over 14 per student yeah. for 58th ranked uh, education. Central spending 11000 at number one. Yeah. So I, I think we got it. And we're projecting, and this is, again, is based on their own census numbers at the school board. 2,400 students. We're going to have 2,300 seats. I'll throw in a few T buildings and we'll be there. But that's, that's the thing. There, there is an infrastructure Right now, there's Woodlawn, that's right. <clears throat> and that's there, it. There, there is Woodlawn. There are six yeah. schools in our district. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to allocate those seats accordingly. You'll have to, uh, you know, divide up some schools. You know, we may have to add another high school. Uh, we'll have to do some things from the school yeah. system standpoint. But with $100 million annually, you have that ability to do it with the existing funds in place. So, no, your property taxes are not going up. Okay. Uh, your, your sales taxes are not going up. We're going to make do with what we've got. And, and every student, they, they're trying to say that we're going to displace like 5,000 students. The reality is the St. George population has 2,400 students in it. We have 2,300 available seats. For us, the issue is planning for the future. Students aren't coming back. My kids have, aren't leaving private school. They're staying where they are. And I think that's a that's a fair point because I've heard people make that. They're, the The school system has a hard time drawing and, and not just EBR, any public school system, if people have their kids in private school, transitioning them from public 
from private back into public is is not all that feasible unless there is an economic that's situation right. that happens in the household there'll, there'll that be, eliminates the ability to do that. And that's one of the you know one of my passions for being about St. George is, is for those families that are just struggling to get by. Mm-hmm. We want to give them an option. Hey, you're paying for it with your tax dollars. You have the option to send your kids to public school. If you can send your kids to private school, it is a wonderful education, yeah. and that is great too. There doesn't have to be a choice. You don't have to do one or the other. You yeah. can do both. Yeah. You know, for us, it's just about giving you the choice to have your student get your kid get a quality education. What about the charter schools that are already in the area? There is a basis That's right. as a charter school by a woman's hospital over on Airline Highway. What happens to charters like like basis? when or if this incorporation happens well i don't think you're ever going to have an issue with base i okay. hope you wouldn't it's one yeah. of the, is it one of the top ranked charter schools in america in america aren't those kids doing calculus i hate to i hate to promote them. listen they learn by third grade they the kids speak mandarin that's right and i think calculus is fifth grade yeah uh, it's it's pretty hardcore education yeah. i think it's a wonderful option and mm-hmm. opportunity but the charter was with ebr so how does that change because they would technically be in st george then so yeah, is, but it, is the charter with uh the ebr <clears throat> parish school system why wouldn't the uh, St. George school system allow them the same charge? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. you want you want that institution in your area exactly because of right. what they're doing. It's about a quality education. Sure. Who who gives that quality education to me is irrelevant. As right. long as the kids are getting a great education, that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. So if it's charter and it's basis, that's wonderful. If it's right. if it's St. Uh, St. George, that's great. If it's going to be a private school, that's phenomenal. Mm. Uh, what I don't have right now is that choice in EBR Parish. Right. I only have charter or private. You don't want to send your kids to the public school here. There have been people who've talked about this and they have a problem with it because it just looks like people are taking their ball and going home, as, as, the, as the saying goes. And, and you've been hearing that since this oh. whole thing has been going on. The, 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 gosh, it's kicking on 10 years now this discussion's been mm-hmm. happening really and your response to people who are still still disgruntled about this even being a thing is what if you don't think we have a problem then you're under a rock um we could take our ball and go to livingston and ascension like our families and neighbors did those parishes are booming and their population growth is astounding the level of income in those communities phenomenal the education phenomenal and what that's left us with is a voter uh, population over the age of 55 for average voter. Mm-hmm. That's left us with a 58th ranked school district and a state ranked dead last in education. And we're losing, if not for Central and Zachary, EBR Parish is losing residents. Yeah. How many places are losing population? Not very many. But the ones that are all have the same problems. Bad economy, bad schools, high crime. What's what damage does the Mall of Louisiana being annexed in? This happened under the Holden administration. They were pulled back into into Baton Rouge. Obviously, since then you've made adjustments to whatever projections are going to be there because this was a couple well, it's, three it, years ago. It's but. part of the reason the footprint had to shrink yeah. because they did take. You know, what did EBR annex? Revenue centers. Did mm-hmm. they annex neighborhoods and voters? Nope, just revenue centers. So yeah, it hurts. Um, at the same time, the mall, malls are not what malls used to be. So the economic driver they used to be is, right. is really non-existent at this point. I think if you had an honest conversation with the mall or the people that run the mall, they would probably tell you they wish they were back in St. George because their taxes are just their sales taxes through the roof. Um, they're getting service still by the St. George Fire Department and the Sheriff's Office. Mm-hmm. Ask, uh, ask them how many times the Baton Rouge Fire Department's been out there to service their property. Zero. Not once. Really? Only St. George Fire Department goes out there. They still pay the St. George Fire Department tax. Huh. Um, 
which is a shame. Hell, I didn't know that. So if Baton Rouge can't afford it and can't provide the services, it shouldn't annex it. And yet they did it for a cash grab, which is a shame. But for us in St. George, the idea is we're going to be successful. We're going to have an efficient form of government. We're going to be a business-friendly climate. And so what will happen is, what happens in every community, as businesses find better places to do business, they move and they relocate mm-hmm. and they adjust. And we assume that that will happen. There wouldn't be a Juban crossing if EBR Parish did what it was supposed to do. Because there wouldn't yeah. be the migration shift. Well, have you, have, has the group dialogued with the governor since he had the petition? Yes. And how, how was that? We're hoping this is not a political process. Um, we at St. George, we've never been about Democrats or Republicans or Whigs or independents or yeah. anything. We've been about St. George. Yeah. That's been our sole focus. Yeah. Um, we don't want to get embroiled in a political campaign issue. We just want to. Has champ- there been animosity from his office and at St. George? No, because okay. a lot of a lot of for the most part, St. George, we did our part. Right. Sure. Uh, our job was get signatures, turn them into the registrar of voters. Right. That chain of custody has been completed. Right. Registrar of voters. Everything that happens after that is the registrar of voters and the governor's office. Right. Uh, we we provide anything we've been asked to provide. Uh, we've done everything we've been asked to do. Um, now we're just waiting to find out where where we go next. And the the last time you were here, you kind of talked about the process being that the governor would appoint an interim government until there is an election to get a, a duly elected seated government. Yeah. So from the time we get on the ballot and we pass the ballot, the yeah. governor will appoint a mayor and a city council for St. George an interim, sure. and then set an election for the first full vote uh, for a new administration. And then during that time, that interim government will be tasked with a couple of different things, setting up, uh, setting up the new government, setting up the different processes, planning, zoning, those issues and start the contracting process with private services and our third-party administrator. What do you foresee the relationship between a city of St. George and the city of Baton Rouge being working relationship between well, the governments? I think one of the benefits uh, for St. George is our, our group, at, at least the, the committee and volunteers I work with, is we're not a political group. We don't care about Democrats and Republicans. We don't care about black and white. We care about deliver. Oh, but that's a big thing, you know. Oh, I know. People I'm, said it's just a bunch of rich white folks who want to move away and not see any black people, man. Yeah, you know, well, that's the way it's been put um, out there, Drew. We didn't we didn't go off to other parishes. We stayed home. Right. And so you know, the demographics, for example, of our school system for St. George will be the most diverse school system in the state. Diversity means a mix of everyone, not sure. all of one. Yeah. Uh, and St. George, our demographic for the school system is going to mirror basically Baton Rouge High. So it's going to be a very even population. We're going to have everyone Baton involved. Baton Rouge High is a different kind of animal as public schools go in EBR, it's not, though, it's, it's not a public school. I know. <laughs> it, it's, it's not. Uh, and I think it's part of the problem, not part of the solution, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we, we want to work together where it makes sense. So on these parish-wide services where sure. we can pool together and get a better deal, we want to do that. Right. Um, at the same token, when those services aren't being delivered, we want to be able to change that, too. Mm-hmm. So if it makes sense for us to partner with the whole parish, parish-wide, we're going to do it. Right. If it makes sense to partner with our friends in Central or Zachary or Baker, we're going to do that. If it makes sense to partner with Bat, we don't care. Right. As long as we're accountable to our taxpayers and spend the money wisely, we're going to do what we have to do to get there. How do you feel today about everything? Extremely confident. I've got to be, right? Yeah. Uh, we've turned in more than sufficient signatures. Uh, support is overwhelming. I think from the last time to this time, what you're seeing is, um, those folks that used to say, why can't you work together had two to three years to go. Wow. I've seen a few Metro council meetings. I get it now. 
And I, I'll direct people to do that. If you, if you wonder why our government and EBR parish is broken, have you seen what's going on lately? We can't even hire a guy to spray for mosquitoes. Yeah. Our parish attorney's office has all kinds of wackiness going on, and that's been that's going on shame. now for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, we're not even planning to have a city attorney. Really? Why? Why do we? We're not required to. I could contract that out. It's St. George and hire a world-class law firm of which we have a dozen in the city. Yeah. Just on retainer and and have them come in for the issue I need Mm -hmm. them for and not have to worry about all this other mess that's going on. You know, I have to agree with you. The model of not having the staff for so many of those city departments. I mean, let's face it. Older cities don't have the option of doing that without all of the political upheaval that it's going to cause. And people say it's easy, just privatize it. But you and I know that it, that's easy to say. It's a whole lot easier to start than right. it is to change. Absolutely. And, and it's kind of one of those, once you let it out of the box, it's hard to put it back in. Hard to put it back in. We intend to never let it out of the box. Yeah. If you don't, for example, uh, and I'm not going to pick on the parish attorney's office, but any city employee, um, when that employee retires, that city is still stuck and saddled with an EBR parish, a right. substantial pension liability. When you True. privatize that services, one thing you can guarantee, absolutely, is you're not saddled with pensions. And you can change it if the service isn't up to your standard. Exactly right. Yeah. You want to fire a city uh, civil service employee, well, welcome Good to luck. an act of Congress. You want to fire somebody for breach of contract in a private situation, that's as easy as you make your point, no send question. a letter. No question. So, all right, I assume that we're, once we know for sure, you'll be back again. I didn't think it would be in three weeks. And uh, Where can people learn more about STG? Anything you ever want to know about St. George is on stgeorgelouisiana.com. You can also go to our Facebook page. We've got a phone number, we've got an email address, and we've got information for you there. And if you email and leave a voicemail, there's a good chance it'll be me calling you back or emailing you back. <laughs> Uh, things I didn't know I was signing up for. Um, and, and, I, and our goal is always at St. George is to provide you with information and source that information. If I tell you that Baton Rouge has the fifth, uh, is the fifth most over leveraged city in the country. Yeah. Fifth most debt in the country. Uh, I'm telling so you, hard to believe. I'm telling you that came from JP Morgan, not wow. in my mouth. Wow. I didn't make it up. Wow. Uh, we source it. We want you to fact check it. We want you to look up our sites and, and, and tell us mm-hmm. what your questions are. All I ask is that when the opposition throws out, what did I hear the other day? Double the government equals double the taxes. She threw it out there. I might even give her credit by name. She threw it out there and no one asked her why, what she's talking about. Uh, she just made it up. He has no source or site for it. So I ask you that you do that to our opposition. When mm-hmm. they tell you something, they say St. George is going to raise taxes. Why? How? I've yet to hear someone tell me how we're going to, why we're doing that. They say it must be inevitable because you're government. Well, no. Government needs to be run differently. And that's our goal. Um, and I tell you, the people that tell you they're going to raise, we're going to raise your taxes are the people that have been raising your taxes now 20 times in the past 18 ballots. So be careful, the messenger. The messenger sometimes has a, uh, an agenda, uh, and that goes for a lot of different groups that are opposed to St. George. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to get, we, we talked about it uh, before we, <laughs> off air before we started. Uh, Adam Knapp is out of town, but at some point I got to get y'all together. Cause, I, uh, I, I do. I want to talk to Adam and Brack uh, yeah. for a variety of reasons. St. George and actually have a lot in common uh, which, from which a business standpoint, promoting business in the yeah. area. Yeah. One of the reasons we, we want to be successful is it's going to benefit the region from yeah. a business standpoint. Why would a business entity, a business organization whose sole goal is to promote business in the region be opposed to the one thing that's going to help do that? Uh, you know, 
we promote Central. We promote the, their education in Central and Zachary to bring businesses in. So having St. George be successful is a bad idea. I, it just doesn't make any sense. That one's going to be a fun show. I think it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I may need to bring in some bourbon for that one. Uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe we can have this podcast down at their $3.5 million <laughs> headquarters. <laughs> why? why? Why the shade, man? I'm just saying. Why the shade? It, it's uh, $3.5 million headquarters and office is not going to bring business to Baton Rouge faster than a top-ranked education and business climate. And that's what St. George is going to give. Shot, shots fired, Nap. Shots fired. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming in. Always a good time. Thank you, Clay. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, Call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Hi, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom inviting you to listen to the We BR podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com. That's www.podcast225.com and by subscribing through the Apple Podcast app. That's We Be Our Podcast. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support. Doctors' offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money. That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. The 6th Annual Smoke em If You Got Em fundraiser is coming up, y'all. It's going to be on Sunday, May 19th at Ben 77 Bistro in Perkins Row right here in Baton Rouge. This year benefiting, one more time, the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation, but also the Special Ops Survivors Organization. This is an organization that supports the families of our Special Ops people who are killed in the line of duty. We hope to raise even more money this year. Returning will be the grill station. Well, that was That's always a hit. Brian Bennett and their guys, they do a great job with that. We will also have, of course, the cigar station that is manned by Don Juan Cigar Company. Justine and Robert and their team, they'll be out there providing those for you. A beer station again, Mockler Beverage last night. Man, that thing was awesome, especially with the heat. It was, it was a really, really big hit. 
And so that's going to be back. The dessert station presented by Geico Insurance, that'll be out there again. We'll have music again, a live and a silent auction going on. Our auctioneer is always fantastic. He's worth the show, right? And so we're splitting this year's fundraiser right down the middle between Special Ops Survivors and the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. And we will have a special gift that will be given to a local foundation here at Smokem. So it's going to be really simple as to how you can get involved. If you want to buy a ticket, you will be able to do that pretty soon. I will tell you where. and Or you can buy tickets at the door, as people generally do. They show up and they buy a ticket at the event. Baton Rouge is more of a walk-up town than it is a buy-in-advance town. Does that mean people here just procrastinate more? Oh. But you want to be at this party. If you've seen pictures of it, it's a great time. And, and you know, it's a good time to mingle, see people there. We have local law enforcement and first responders there. Obviously, retired members of the military are there. Uh, current members are there. They come out. Listen, if you want to do something for a vet, buy them a ticket. Tickets are $100. That entitles you to everything that I mentioned, all those stations I talked about at the beginning of this. That ticket gets you in and gets you access to all of that. It's a great party. Pretty proud of it. Glad that we are entering our sixth year, and we're going to keep this thing moving because it does a great work for military vets and first responders. So there you have it. More details about Smoke'em 6 coming soon, so stay tuned. Thanks to Drew for being on the show. Like I said in the beginning, the drama is now just beginning. This is not nearing the end. This is just the beginning of the beginning. The real stuff's about to happen now. I'm going to try to get... Adam Knapp in here, you know, he was out of town this week as we recorded, and I'll find a time to get them both in here to kind of talk about this. As you know, Adam is a pretty smart guy, and the the Baton Rouge area chamber is essential to what's happening here in this region. So we'll see if Adam will come on in and sit across from Drew, who's always spoiling for a fight. So we appreciate that. Listen, while you're on the website or while you're at iTunes, check out the Generations podcast with Jeff and Kelly LaDuff. Check out the Waiting Room podcast with Doctors Fetzer and Rodrigue. And of course, the We Be Our podcast, presented by Mayor Sharon Weston Brooms Women's Advancement Commission. And as always, you can come right here to the Clay Young Show now at episode 195. That's what we're doing right now. 195, working our way to 200. It's been a blast, and we're just getting started. Hopefully you're doing well wherever you are. If you want to drop me a line via email about a show topic or a guest, you can do that. Clay at podcast225.com. Y'all take it easy. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.